In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The time between Ascension Day, which was last Thursday, and Pentecost, which is next Sunday, is a time to pray and wait. It's like when you want to cross a busy street at a crosswalk. You press the button and it says, wait. And if you're impatient like me and you keep pressing it, it just keeps telling you to wait, wait, wait. Just before the ascension, Acts 1-4 says that Jesus, being assembled together with the apostles, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. The church experiences this time as a time of prayer and waiting for the Holy Spirit to come to us in a new way on Pentecost. We received the gift of the Spirit in baptism, and the gift of the Spirit was strengthened and increased in us in confirmation. But the Holy Spirit is not a static gift. In confirmation, the bishop prayed that we would daily increase in the Holy Spirit more and more until we come into the fullness of God's kingdom. The Holy Spirit continues to open up to us the treasures of God's blessing as we persevere in the life of prayer. As Jesus said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The season of praying and waiting captures the inherent tension in the Christian experience of time. In one sense, we already live in God's kingdom. We have eternal life right now through faith in Jesus Christ. We call God Abba, Father. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 6 describes our current status in this way. God who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ and raised us up and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We experience this privileged status in the Eucharist when we lift up our hearts to the throne and join with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven in the eternal sanctus. We eat the fruit of the tree of life. The wounds of our sins are healed. We were dead, but now in Christ we live. However, there is something unfinished in this fulfillment. We will do this in remembrance of him only until his coming again. 1 John 3, 2 explains the future and unfulfilled dimensions of our faith in this way. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Thus, 
we have eternal life, we call God Father, but still we wait. This tensioned sense of time is captured in today's epistle. St. Peter writes, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. It is easy to misunderstand this passage as though it meant that the, it, the world would soon be destroyed. The end would be a, a finishing of everything. In English, the word end communicates a sense of loss or termination. However, the Greek word for end in this verse is the word telos, which has come into English in philosophy to refer to something as the ultimate aim or goal of a thing. The end, therefore, in this passage is not a loss or termination. It is a completion and fulfillment. St. Peter is saying the ultimate object or aim of all things is at hand. God will soon complete his new creation. That which we now enjoy in part, we will soon enjoy in full. <clears throat> this meaning is highlighted by the use of this word telos and other New Testament passages. The last words of Jesus on the cross were, it is finished. Finished is a verbal form of telos. Jesus was saying that the work of the new creation had just been completed. In Matthew 5, 48, Jesus said, you shall be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. The word perfect in that passage is an adjective form of telos. Jesus is saying, not be insufferably perfect, but be whole or complete. Achieve your ultimate goal and destiny. Be what I have made you to be. St. Peter says that the telos of all things is at hand. At hand means near. We can understand this nearness in terms of chronology and also in terms of proximity. Chronologically, we are living in the last days, which in the Bible is the entire period of time between the first Pentecost and the second coming of Jesus. And we are moving ever closer to the revelation of Christ. In terms of proximity, the telos is always near. In Revelation, two, of, two verses of Revelation, 1, 8 and 21, 6, Jesus said, I am the beginning and the end, which in Greek means literally, I am the arche and the telos. Just before his ascension, Jesus promised the disciples, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Thus, Christ, who is the telos, is always near us as we move forward to the consummation of all things in him. Living in this sense of time, this sense of both fulfillment and expectation, requires a commitment to the life of prayer in the body of Christ. Thus, St. Peter exhorts us to be serious 
and watchful in our prayers. This means to be on the lookout for temptations and distractions that would draw us away from the true end and goal of our faith. St. Peter writes, Have fervent love for one another, for love will cover the multitude of sins. We participate in the coming kingdom of God right now as we love and forgive each other. This means being watchful against temptations to anger, resentment, envy, jealousy, and complaint that characterize relationships in the world apart from Christ. St. Peter writes, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Biblical hospitality is not about inviting your good friends over for dinner. It means to welcome the other who is not like me. This is a command to be like God. God called the nation of Israel into a covenant relationship with himself when Israel was a stranger in the land of Egypt. God welcomed the outsider Gentiles into the new covenant in Christ. God welcomes each of us into communion with himself in spite of our sins and weaknesses and failures. Thus he calls us to welcome others into fellowship with us, despite whatever we might find to be defective in them. To practice hospitality, you must learn to listen rather than talk, forgive rather than accuse, <clears throat> give grace to others rather than judge them. This requires much grace from the Holy Spirit and much practice. The Holy Spirit in the life of prayer teaches and trains us to be like God, teaches and trains us to fight the battle for Christ rather than merely fighting the battle for our own personal justification and vindication. This aspect of our witness is critically important in a polarized and increasingly tribal world. We are called to be ambassadors for Christ. We are called to be gracious to those with whom we disagree, even when the disagreements are strong. <clears throat> it is very tempting to be pulled away from the concerns of Christ and his kingdom and instead get caught up in the temporal anxiety, fear, and anger that surrounds so many issues in the world. We are called to be different, or as the Bible describes it, holy. Biblical hospitality requires wisdom and maturity. Wisdom understands that the anxiety, fear, and anger people express about issues, and which may even be directed towards us, are not really about the issues or us. Reactive emotionality is the visible manifestation of deeper issues and wounds. At root, it is the symptom 
of the human condition of separation from God. Hospitality requires that we learn not to take the other's anger personally. This requires grace from the Holy Spirit and lots of prayer and practice. Jesus commanded the disciples to wait and pray for the promise of the Father so that they could be faithful witnesses for him in the world. Let us use this season to pray and wait for the Holy Spirit to come to us in a new way so that we can be more faithful in our witness to him in the world. Let us pray that God will send the Holy Spirit to us on Pentecost to help us love more fervently and practice hospitality more generously as we wait for the consummation of all things in Christ. For as St. Peter writes, the end of all things is at hand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.